Today's interview was a follow-up with Roy Dunlap, the Director of Environmental Services at Howard University Hospital. Roy was one of the first to receive a vaccination and is scheduled to receive his second dose tomorrow afternoon. We spend the time catching up on how he's doing, discussing the ongoing reluctance from his team and family members to get vaccinated. Many essential workers continue to be hesitant or outright refuse to take it. Do you plan to get the vaccination? Leave me a message and continue the conversation at Diary of a Black Social Worker. Be safe and stay well. Uh, Happy New Year to you too as well. Good. Thank you. No, I just wanted to connect with you because we had, um, since we did the last podcast, um, a lot of people, you know, sent in questions that they wanted to ask you. Right. And also it was, I know that you mentioned that after your first um, dose of the vaccination that you were scheduled to get it, the second dose, was it this week or next week? It's actually this Tuesday, uh, January. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to connect with you and to find out how you were doing physically and, you know, how are things going on your end after getting the first dose? Okay. All right. No problem. No problem. So that's the question? Yeah. (laughs) So my my bad. I'm sorry. No worries. No worries. So so I'm doing good. Um, No no side effects so far. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, people have been checking on me every single day, whether it's a friend, a cousin, <laughs> <laughs> an auntie, a, you know, somebody, a mother, you know. What I mean? Yes. You know what I mean? A lot of people say they've been praying, praying for me. Um, <laughs> um, a lot of people are actually uh, like texting me or invoicing me or calling me personally and saying that they're taking the vaccine because, because I took it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's that's really a good thing. I feel very grateful that I was able to lead the way to influence people to take the mm-hmm. vaccine. Mm-hmm. A lot of my counterparts who's got the same titles like, like I do in New York, mm-hmm. now are taking the vaccine. Actually, there's one guy, you know, saying was in working down in DC area. He used to work for me as a regular uh, or ABS associate. Now he's a director. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's in a leadership role like you. He's in a leadership role like me. Mm-hmm. Came down ten years ago. He was just you know he's one of the guys I wanted to help grow, and he's now mm-hmm. grow. And he said that. Because since I took it, he took it just to show it, be example to his staff. So right. Oh, good. You know what I mean? It's like, is this, if I got two, if I said I got two or three people to take it, I, you know, I said I'll be successful. But it seemed a lot of good enough people was on, that was on the fence about it. Mm-hmm. So it seems like, you know, your actions have really helped. Um, had, as you said, has been a real example for others. And so, right. you know, other leaders, just other people in the community um, are, looking to keep themselves safe and to you know to keep their community safe and using themselves and as an example to others so i commend you for that thank yeah. you thank you. yeah and how's your immediate family your wife and the, you know your children you know how are they feeling about um you getting the vaccination on tuesday what are they saying about that well the wife now you know says uh, i think you know how somebody at first against it and now they accept the reality of it mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, saying she's all fine with it. Mm-hmm. You no, know, she's um, she's all good with it. She's mm-hmm. on board. She you know a lot of people text her. You know, saying and, and ask her questions. You know, and she directed to me and I asked any questions that we that that was that needs to be answered. Actually, right. her, 
Or somebody who's like a family member, like a cousin to her, we was at the house on New Year's Eve. And mm-hmm. he, the doctor. Mm-hmm. And um, he's an ENT doctor. Mm-hmm. And he took the vaccine. And, mm-hmm. and his wife said that she was worried. And, you know, she didn't re- really want him to take it and everything. No, no. But it would be as, as he's a leader, because he, he oversees the ENT clinic. Mm-hmm. Very important. So, you know, we conversed on that and talked about that, the collaboration and trying to lead people and people are now taking it because they've seen the leaders take it. So, right, right. And I, and is it, you know, um, I just not to be presumptuous, but is he also African American, this ENT yes. doctor? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Walter is an African American. Yes. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that they're showing, um, and I've been seeing a lot of, um, dialogue surrounding a lot more african-american physicians you know practitioners that they're taking the vaccination and that's opening up the opportunity for patients of color to 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 see them and to say you know what since you're getting it then i can you know pot you know i could possibly trust the the process trust the vaccination and 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 get it you know right yeah unfortunately on the other hand i know that there are a lot of you know um (laughs) people especially healthcare practitioners who you know we're supposed to be the frontline workers and we were supposed to get first dibs or first shot at getting the vaccination and unfortunately it seems that the numbers are quite low that the number of healthcare workers that are you know who are declining the COVID-19 vaccination that across the country a lot of people are not they're refusing to get it do you have any thoughts about that it's so funny that you you and I you know that we're talking about that because his name was Dr. Walter Ralph. That's his name, Dr. Mm-hmm. Walter Ralph. Mm-hmm. Him and I were actually talking about that and how disappointed because he hears a lot of his staff members saying, I'm not going to take it. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was expressing how, you know, saying he was telling them, look, you know, your chance of getting the COVID 19, you know, you got to take a chance with the vaccine because your chance of getting it is, is far greater than, you know, than, you know if you take the vaccine, you, you could you could kind of avoid that and, and mm-hmm. how- but here's a number I was I, I found the other day. So you know, my staff seventy, I think seventy five. Mm-hmm. Saying so, I I I told me anybody who, who takes it, text me. So so far, I had about five people take it, mm-hmm. right? So I got one African American who took it, right? One Spanish person who took it. Mm-hmm. And three Asians that took it. Mm-hmm. Now, my staff is only about five Asians on my staff. Right. right? Think about that. Three, mm-hmm. five took it, right? Mm-hmm. One African American took it, and one Spanish person took it. And the rest of my staff is Spanish and black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those numbers might change when I, because I've been on vacation. So I'll, right. I'll get a more accurate number tomorrow when I go back. That's mm-hmm. still astonished to me. Like, you know, I'm still my staff is not taking it. Right, right. Look. And I think that mm-hmm. it's just a level of um of ambivalence um from 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 minority workers, professionals, you know, whether they're they're um, you know, in the EVS department or they're um practitioners themselves, like myself. I think that people are still um, just kind of w- trying to wait it out and trying to see, you know, what happens. And I'm sure you're hearing that too, because in my circle, I was telling a friend of mine who's a um, 
physician and, you know, and he's white and we were talking about this and, you know, he readily, like many of the, the white physicians at work, he readily took the vaccination. Right. Um, but, you know, the few number of African-Americans, you know, <laughs> they're just like, mm, we'll just wait and see what happens. And, and, you know, I see comments on Facebook about, you know, waiting to see if this batch works or, you know, and I right. think that it, it, it's just... Um, some of it, it's it's alarming. It doesn't make any sense, but that's just what's happening. That's the conversation that we're all having and waiting to see what will happen. So I, I, I talked to my CEO, and I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I said this in my last interview with me, but he said, Roy, you know, he's he's black. He's a black CEO. Mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm. About two months of how it... He said, Roy, you know, because he took it. He said, mm-hmm. he said, he said Roy, if, if, if this vaccine said the whites only... Mm-hmm. How would African Americans react then, right? Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. They would come down here to DC and burn DC down if it was mm-hmm. vaccine white only. So what I'm saying that to say that why we wait, why we on the fence and wait to see what's going to happen. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. Especially if, if we're in healthcare. Mm-hmm. At that point, you're still jeopardizing yourself, family, and you're jeopardizing patient care. That's how. Mm-hmm. It, by not getting the vaccine. So, you know, by the time you take the vaccine, it might be a little bit too late. Right, right. No, and I I totally get that. And we spoke about that. Um, And it's just something that's just, you know, that's out there, that's resonating with people that they're, you know, that they're, it's just a state of, a state of paranoia. Right. You know? Yeah, it's a a paranoia. And I think just the time, I think um, I'm interested to get a physician to come on the podcast to kind of talk a little bit about um, the efficacy of the um, vaccination. I think, you know, as African-Americans, we we use the word, the term guinea pigs, you know, all the time. Right. Um, And so, you know, it'd be interesting. I think the more that we have people like you talk about this and um, show that, listen, I took it, I'm doing okay. Right. You know, I'm 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 protecting my family and my and my colleagues. Um, then you know we can we can continue to have more people take the vaccination and to and, and hopefully to get a lot more of us vaccinated because we know that we're the ones that are disproportionately dying from right you know right. from COVID right. So hopefully we can get some um, resolution to that. And, and, um, and remember, go ahead. I remember the last time I spoke about a bunch of doctors and. You know, so my CEO and my, my chief operating, we all check in with each other. We all took that back mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it on Tuesday together. So mm-hmm. all checking in and calling each other. Hey, how you doing? Text me. How you doing? We good. So, right, right. So it's not just my word. I mean, it's about tech. Right. And we all right. circle of us. Like, we all good. We like, we good. Happy holidays. So Absolutely, absolutely. I think, and you know, to be transparent, because I don't really, I usually just kind of put the information out there without, um, you know, putting my putting my um, uh, decisions out there. I kind of keep those to myself. But I think after speaking with you and that white uh, colleague that I spoke about, you know, that physician, I, um, you know, I'm just giving it a lot more thought. I think I've been speaking speaking to my um, my colleagues the few of us that are there I think it's like three of us and we we're talking about it and I was saying you know why don't we do it together you know why don't we go out and get this vaccination right. together because we do have the opportunity to do it so I think that um 
you know, we're talking about it. And I think even having this conversation with you, you know, it's, you know, we continue to um, reconsider, right? you know, and, 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 it, and it's getting closer to making that decision. Well, and you know, a support group is always nice, you know. Yeah. It's yes, always nice yes. to have that support group. You know what I mean? Absolutely, somebody, absolutely. Somebody's there to hold your hand and say, you okay? <laughs> like, like, look, you know, I have to say, you know, when I see all those leadership there, I'm mm-hmm. very supportive. So, right, right. And you talked about that. And I even went back and looked at um, the, the makeup of the people. I know you mentioned the name Anita Jenkins and, you know, a couple of different people. And you know i think it's great as you said to have that support and that camaraderie and to all be doing it together right so yeah so that's what i'm aiming for with my um small group of you know of 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 black team members you know (laughs) just trying to get them to (laughs) to get on to to go there with me so we'll see how it goes Yeah. yeah I know you mentioned your job and I think these were some, of, you know, this was one of the questions that came up from um, one of the listeners and they were really, you know, interested in learning more about your position as a supervisor of environmental services. And one of the questions that one of the listeners posed was, you know, how long have you been in that position? And, you know, did you move up the ranks? Like, how did you get into that position at, you know, that, that, at John Hopkins, I know that you had talked about, um, move leaving from Georgetown yeah from yeah well well well, just to answer because I've been doing it about 20 years Uh, Mm -hmm. I started as the operation manager which is is the the, you know it's the first level of supervision for environmental services Mm -hmm. services is aka housekeeping Mm -hmm. the -hmm. reason why they converted the name is because we don't just because housekeeping is associated with cleaning Mm-hmm, but climate mm-hmm. services, we sanitize the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if we don't sanitize the hospital, people coming to the hospital has a chance to get hospital acquired infection. We call HAIs. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. So we sanitize. So we got it. And the reason why, like I say, environment services, we got to know the kill time and chemicals, what type of chemical use, and all this stuff. So there's a science behind how we sanitize and how we clean. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, and yes, okay, I'm sorry. No worries, no worries. And I guess this, as you're speaking about that, was this title changed? Because I think it is. It gives a level uh, instead of housekeeping. It gives a different level of professionalism, and to say, look, we're more than right. You know, than yeah. that. Was that was that changed before COVID? No, no, that was changed way before COVID. Mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. people realize because when you when people just say, "Oh, it's just housekeeping," mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you're not coming here to make your bed, <laughs> <laughs> right? Absolutely, and pick up we're, your tray or something. Yeah, you know, tray. No, we're here to make sure you're safe. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of safety features that's associated with being an EBS, um, you know, that person. People are amazed when they when they hire them how much stuff you have to learn, how much stuff you have to do, what type of protocols you got to follow. Everybody follows the infection control guidelines. Everybody. And everybody right. must be testing once a year. We go through training modules every year. We go through so much stuff. So you have to remember PPE. You'll see kill time for your chemicals. What time to go inside the room. It's a lot of, like I said, it's a lot of science put behind that. Um, back, Absolutely. back to how I got into it. I got into it 20 years ago. Um, I was actually a transport manager 
at at, at um at my, I'm starting a hospital in New York. I got mm-hmm, involved. Mm-hmm. You know, said somebody told me to try this. I had my own business, you know, sand and floors. I said I got into it. I've been mm-hmm. since. I've been a director for about. I started then. I became. I moved up the ranks. To assistant director in New York. I came down as assistant director at Georgetown. A year later, I became the director of Georgetown. So I've been a director in my role about you know, close to ten years now. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. No. Congratulations. I think. Um, yeah. This listener wanted to find out. You know how. Um, how you kind of moved up the ranks because it seemed like a very interesting, you know, and valuable uh, position. It, it's, 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 it's time consuming. It's, it's a position. It's a very demanding position. And I tell people all the time, you have to be, it's not for the screamish. Mm-hmm. Body idea clean is different. And mm-hmm. remember, we clean every square inch of the hospital. If something doesn't get done, especially with the COVID, you know, like for instance, more vacation, somebody tested COVID in the area. They call me. They don't do. But I'm on vacation. Roy, we need the area to be terminal clean. When a terminal mm-hmm. clean is, you know, you go in there, you, you, you know, saying we wipe down everything and clean everything and shut it down for a couple of hours because the person tests COVID-19. For that way, the co-workers won't be at risk as well. And they can feel safe too as well. Right, 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 right. No, thank you for explaining that. And another question was, you know, obviously we know that you know, EVS, some of the staff there, they're not going to be, we're, they, you know, these people aren't getting like millions of dollars right. every year. And I know that must be a lot of you, especially now, as far, you know, as far as the workforce, the safety, how are you um, helping to motivate, you know, staff who are not getting the best salaries, but they're responsible for such a great, you know, to, to maintain the highest standards of cleanliness, and, you know, and I'm, I'm- in, the, in the hospital. And I've been, I'm going to say this, you know, honestly, I've been fighting for years for them to get paid more money mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. because of the risk. Even mm-hmm. over 19, I think um, I explained to you, like, 30% of my staff left mm-hmm, know, because mm-hmm. either they quit or they got terminated because they didn't want to go into the room. They felt like it was too 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 much a risk to the right, family right. and everything. So it's it's been a challenge to motivate people. It was very mm-hmm. challenging, especially at the beginning of the, of the COVID-19, when you're trying to send people in and, you know, nobody's just the unknown. And people's like, hey, Mr. Dunlap, hey, we know why you, why you sent me into this room. So what I try to do is be an example. I go, right, right. I put on my PPE and I help clean the room. Got it, got it. So, yeah, and you're leading by example so, and being down there in the trenches right. with them. And as a director, because I got my supervisor, they could do it. But mm-hmm. when they seen the director going to the rooms and they seen the director, you know, saying take rest of his life as well and other things, they're like, man, this guy's in the trenches with us. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. here to show you like, nah, I'm not going to just let you because that's how some directors direct. I can't direct like that. I like to right. example. That's that's always been my my way of managing no awesome awesome now and that i wanted to touch on that too about the numbers that quit like did they start quit? You, you mentioned um that when the pandemic started was that when the quitting began or yeah. you know it, or did well first go ahead was that where the quitting started yeah. <laughs> a lot of my guys let me just say this a lot of so a lot of my older evs that's been here for five six years mm-hmm. they're the ones who didn't quit because we've been through all types. We've been through the Ebola thing. 
We've been mm-hmm. through certain things. So those 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 employees been through, you know, a, a couple of you know pandemics and they've mm-hmm. been not as, as big as the, the COVID, but they've been through some things already. Right. They have to go right. clean and the training they've been through over the years. They know. Mm-hmm. Right. They're veterans. They're, They're veterans. It's the newbies that it's, are you know. It's my people <laughs> that's been here two years or less mm-hmm. that never been through this type of stuff before. Mm-hmm. It was they was they were spooked out. And mm-hmm. It was like, oh man, no, you know. Saying one guy just told me honestly, came my office, say, Mister Donald, I'm sorry. Here's, <laughs> thanks for giving me the opportunity. He begged me to get this job, but he, mm. when it came down, he said, I'm not putting myself at risk. I'm sorry, can't. Right, right. And so, and I appreciate his honesty. You know what I mean? Right, right. I appreciate his honesty. What can, what can I say? You know, I, mm-hmm. I say, you know, just give me the two weeks' notice. He's like, mm-hmm. No, 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 <laughs> I'm quitting now. You know, wow, wow, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, I'm sorry, I apologize, and everything, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think it's the hysteria. I think when it first started last March, you know, we it was hysteria, and we were, I remember watching world news, and you'd see like, and I remember the first, um, like the first story that I saw that really like just kind of opened up my eyes and I think it was like 11 people from the same family or something that passed away and I was like how is that possible how do you bury 11 people how is that like you know how do you funeralize Uh, how do you grieve 11 people in your family member at the same time you know so I think that people and the people were you know they were um you know when it's people looking like them I'm sure I can imagine just the fear and not knowing and I didn't know a lot I remember watching the movie Contagion yeah. I didn't know if you've seen that movie I watched I have, it with I the have. kids and my husband when I first when it, I was like wait a minute it's like we're living in a movie so I could see the fear and um just people kind of being hysteric about it and, and rightfully so you know not wanting to to die from this and, you know and remember I, I think I told you I, the last podcast one of my staff members died Yes, yes, yes. Boy, yeah. When he died, that one put the ice on the cake. When people was like, mm. "I am," uh, uh, you know what I mean? You know. But like I said, the, the guy been here for twenty years. A lot of people who, who knew him, like I said, my older veterans, they're like, "Man, we're going to you know things happen." Mm-hmm. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't catch it here. He caught it from his wife. Right. right? I'm so sad. Yeah. Yeah. And was there enough? Um, like adequate PPE where they, you know, I'm sure that you guys being the institution that you guys are, did you have adequate PPE, obviously training, you know, did you have enough things set in place to give to them? And they were still like, no, we just can't chance it. Well, no, no, no. We got adequate PPE. That's always, mm-hmm. I'm never going to send an employee to the room with mm-hmm. proper PPE. Never. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so we had adequate PPE. Just people always, like I said, they want to take the chance of, catching it then my ministry assistant caught it mm-hmm. and they was really like freaked out like man she doesn't even go inside the rooms mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my ministry assistant works at a different job you know say so who knows who she could where she could have caught it at you know right so, right so you know like i said this is the chances is the you know when i talk to people now when i interview people i make sure i specify and make sure that, that they are cleaning covid19 room Mm-hmm. Because you have a problem cleaning a COVID nineteen room, mm-hmm. I would train you. I would put you in the PPE. We get mm-hmm. chemicals and everything, but you'll be trained. Right, right, right. My, one of my questions in my interview process going forward now. 
Mm-hmm. How are you managing? You said 30% of the staff left, right? Where are you at right now? I think you mentioned you have 75. Was it high? Was it a higher number? And you're just start, are you starting to get back? I'm, I'm starting, I'm starting to get back. But at the, that point, we had to bring in temp employees. So we had to stay in the emergency oh, where we have, we have to request temp employees. We have to bring temp employees. We bought about maybe 15 temp employees to help out. That's mm-hmm. add my staff. And it was, it was not just my short staff, it's the demands. Mm-hmm. Especially beginning of COVID. The demands was high, real high. Like, oh, like, you know, say anything, anything that's PUI, we call it, um, under suspicious person under investigation. Mm-hmm. It's um, not sure they got COVID, but they, they got suspicion if they got COVID. Right, or, right. Or they come through the hospital room. So now I have to staff up. Instead of putting one person on the evening shift, I staff up the ER with two people. Got thing, it, thing, got the it. night shift, you know, we had to clean the radiology room every time to get an X-ray or a CAT scan. Mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm, comes through the, yeah. We had to clean our room in between cases like a terminal clean. Mm-hmm, Man's mm-hmm. and the and the plus the you know, the staff being short, it kind of you know that's why we had the temps in. Got it, got it, got it. Now, as you're, um, you know, with you getting the vaccination, is your family? Do they feel less? you know do they feel less at risk because you have the vaccination coming home from work i know for me like when i come home i i don't wear shoes or anything in my house right. but like i come home i wear i started wearing scrubs now to go to work and i'm like taking them off at the front door i don't put you know put my shoes to the side and all of that like what are some of the safety measures if any that you're taking and does your family feel safer with you so, I, I, I think my wife still uh, feels safer but i still practice certain things i come to Mm-hmm. I spray my shoe to have a chemical that mm-hmm. was, you know you know I got the inside scoop I spray mm-hmm. my, my shoes with a certain chemical I mm-hmm. I don't go inside the room so if I do go to the floor so if I do go inside or I go inside the room and check I'll put on scrubs mm-hmm. of course mm-hmm. or you'll say taking off before I go go home too so I still practice you know saying precaution and safe measure as I come home so Mm-hmm. But I still, I'm still doing the same thing as I never took the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So, got so. it, got it, got it. No, and so, um, no, I'm happy. I'm happy that you're that you're doing well. Um, and so, what does your plan look like on Tuesday when you go in for the second vaccination? Will it be the entire team again? Your four, the four, you know, Miss 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 Jenkins and yeah. and and the other guys, will they be with you? Uh, yeah. Will be. I think our time slot is one thirty. So yes. Okay. So you already you already said. Yes. You already, yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm just very happy that you're doing well. That you've used this opportunity to um, to show that you really do care about your staff. Um, and I'm sure you you I can tell just from you know us speaking outside of this and the groups that we're that we kind of are connected to. I can tell that you're, uh, you know, you're a man of good character and that you, um, you know, you, you care for people and you care for your staff intently. And so I'm happy that you're, you're doing well. And I hope that more of your staff members will get this vaccination. And as I'm saying this to, you know, to your um, staff members, I'm saying it to myself and yeah. to, um, you know, my colleagues also. So I hope that the next time that we do speak, I can say to you, yes, you know, I I went ahead and got this vaccination. Yeah. Yeah.
that'd be yeah. that, that'd be some good news to me too because like everybody who's reached out to me on Facebook, you know, they um say, Hey Roy, I took the I took the vaccine and I always send some words of encouragement. So you let me know, I'll be sending some words of encouragement too as well. You know what? My last question, I wanted to find out, because this is one of the questions from one of the listeners, and they had asked about, you know, we talk about in the medical field about African-Americans and clinical trials. And, you know, even working in oncology, a lot of, you know, I encourage um, people of color to participate in clinical trials. But one the, the question um, that um, this listener had was, if given an opportunity, would you participate? Would you participate in a trial of the vaccine vaccine before it was approved and why or why not so they they had actually some type of clinical trial a couple of months ago mm. and everything um and i wanted to participate but something happened and i think they didn't they didn't go through but i i i, I would have mm-hmm. I and I, why 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 would you have participated and because i want to like you say you're looking at the economy you're looking at how the economy is a domino effect. You know, so you look at the normalcy of life, right? Like I went to mm-hmm. Connecticut this weekend. I stayed away from my parents on purpose because mm-hmm. I want to make sure that my kids wasn't around them because I don't want to make sure my parents are good. You know, mm-hmm. you're looking at everything, how society is not normal. This is like, mm-hmm. like my wife told me yesterday, this is like a nightmare and you can't wake up from, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I want the nightmare to be over. And we, you know, saying, get this thing going. If it fails, right, right. If it doesn't, if it works, it works. If it fails, fails, then we go back to the drawing board and say, hey, it's not working. What's the next thing? Right, right, right. So I just wanted that, that as a as a human being, you know, saying, you don't want to be selfish. You want things to be normal. My kids, you know, they, I want things to go back to normal. This is my son's last year of high school. He, mm-hmm. and, is you know saying it's high school in his classroom in his room? No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just wanted to be like I said, I just want things to go back and if somebody got set forth the day foot and to do it, you know what I mean, why not me? Right. No. And it just shows your your selflessness and um your dedication um to not only yourself, your family, but also to your community. So I thank you for you know for taking these few minutes to talk with me. I wish you all the best, and I'm, um, you know, as I said, you're you're definitely a leader, and you're and you're showing that by example. So thank you so much, Roy. Thank you, Miss Nelson. I appreciate it.